Boom. Welcome back to Kingdom Cast. It's your host, Bad Luck Chuck. I keep forgetting. Good luck, Chuck. <laughs> We're back at the game in another episode of Kingdom Cast. It's going to be the Me and Boogie show for tonight. And that's my guy on the right hand of the screen Uh-oh. here. So, yeah, uh, Country, he's out of town. You know, Country told me this stuff like on the day of or whatever. You know how he do. And, uh, yeah. you know, we ain't going to hold Country. But, yeah. Right. He always bringing something on us, but that's my guy. Right. <laughs> and then Kylie's enjoying her time, you know, away. She got some personal stuff going on, but nothing serious, you know. So, uh, but in the meantime, Bug Man, so how you doing this evening? I'm good. I just got out the plantation. I'm ready to talk some chiefs, man. I'm free now, Master. What's happening? Chuck, how you been? Sure, I'm good, man. You know, I can't complain. You know, just another day at it, man. Um, I'm ready to talk some chiefs myself. Um, got a little, got a few things to talk about here. Uh, this is gonna be kind of a short episode tonight for you, or for you uh, audience here. So uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, and share on all your social media platforms. Uh, let's get to the first subject. Uh, the Chiefs announced their training camp dates. Uh, the first date is on July the 27th, which will be for season ticket holders only. And then uh, the public, the one for the public, is on July 28th. So I know everybody can't wait to till that day comes because, you know, it's slow motion right now in sports for the most part. Um, it's, ma- it's mainly uh, baseball, and then you got the Stanley Cup Finals going on. So, so Bug, man, I mean, I know I'm excited uh, just to see the wide receiver battle and, you know, defensive backs. That's going to be a lot. That's going to be pretty competitive. So what are some of the things you're going to be looking forward to as far as training camp goes this year? Man, I, who was, I want to say it was country. Somebody I was just talking to Chiefs with said this. This is going to be one of the most exciting years of training camp just because we didn't have so many picks. Usually we don't. But, of course, I want to see Sky. All the rookies. I mean, of course, the, the, the first three rookies, I want to see all three of them. Of course, the receiving batter, battle. Uh, Justin Reed, I feel like we kind of just slept on him a little bit because it was kind of early. So I want to see, I want to see him. Uh, man, it's so much. So I want to see Clyde. Is he gonna be in shape? How he looking? Do he look like he got that extra burst early in training camp? Uh, shit, defense. You said those rookies. I think is mainly. It's so many rookies that we got on defense. I know that's kind of taking the easy way out, just saying the rookies, but shit, I, I want to see all them rookies, man. Uh, Greek Freak, of course, he probably will be him and uh, what's his name will be 1A. They are first two picks and probably the mo- the biggest needs. So, of course, we on that, but I'm excited, bro. I'm, I'm very excited, and it's hard to be excited to be sitting outside in 100-degree weather. But I'm 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 about there. I'm, I'm about right there. Sure, I'd rather have that than be bare cold with my not feeling my fingers and toes. You know ooh, what I'm saying? Shit. So yeah, I, don't, ooh, I definitely don't want that right now. What's up, Taylor? Taylor, what's up, man? Um, yeah. So so yeah, man. Um, you know it's crazy. Like I was with the family last weekend. My little sister, she was like. I want to go to camp this year. She said, I want to go see McDuffie. I said, oh, my gosh, you got a crush on McDuffie. She's like, yeah. I'm like, uh, all right, whatever. So <laughs> I'll probably take out with me one of these days or whatever. But, but yeah, man, like, I'm interested to see how this receiving court is going to pan out. There's definitely going to be a lot of competition for sure. Um, I'm just, I just trying to figure out, you know, how they're going to have these guys lined up in certain formations. That's one of the things I'm going to observe off rip. And then, uh, like you said, on defense, on defense, we got to come up with a, with a different nickname for George Karloffis, man. We can't call him the Greek freak, man. I know he's got that Greek. Respectfully. I know he comes from a Greek family, but, yeah. I agree with you. I, I can't pronounce his name. You know, I, I can't pull a country. But <laughs> before the season starts, you're right. We do need a new nickname. Come on. We need somebody in the comments, Twitter, somebody. Get this dude a new nickname, man. I agree. We, we can't. We can't disrespect Giannis like that, man. He wouldn't got him a ring, man. We can't call him Greek Freak like that, man. Right, respectfully. Respectfully. So yeah, man. Um, so you know, with that being said, um, I think I think Minicamp has concluded. 
if I'm not mistaken. So if that's the next step. And besides that, let's get on to the next subject. Um, Andy Reid, he was rated as no more rated play caller, according to poor pro football focus the other day. This is an article written by Eric Eager. And a few things that he pointed out is that the reason why Andy Reid's become the number one play caller heading into the 2022 season is Andy Reid maximizes success rate rather than expected points added, which is EPA. So Andy Reid, he's 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 great at you know calling plays to the point where we get get a decent amount of yardage. So and then um, he also mentioned how we had to adjust to a bunch of those two high safety looks last season because Tyree Hill was such a threat running by cats. So um, as a result, Tyree Hill's uh, average depth of target dropped by two and a half yards, and I'm sure Tyreek was frustrated about that or whatever. But, you know, it also mentions that we got to adjust without Tyreek Hill. And I want to point out a tweet that I saw yesterday, and I believe it's from Corey, Corey the chief artist. He mentioned how Patrick Mahomes one time without Tyreek Hill, when Tyreek was hurt at the time. Um, Patrick Mahomes threw return to 78 yards and four touchdowns in one single quarter against the Raiders. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Tyreek Hill, listen, he's a once-in-a-generational talent. Losing all that speed and electrifying playmaking ability, it, it's going to be a loss, but we have seen throughout Andy Reid's career, no matter where he's been, whether it's in Philly or Kansas City, like his offenses has put up enough points to where they at least get to, like, the conference championship games you know, if not get to the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl. So, and yeah, D-Man Chief, and I get it. It's de- it was definitely a small sample size, but I think that I small agree, sample. D-Man. Hey, look, but, but, but Patrick Mahomes is proven to be that guy to where it looks like he can be a guy that can make anybody better on the football field. So, I think both things can be true, Chuck. I agree with D-Man. We have seen a small size. Tyreek did miss a couple games. We didn't see. Uh, Pat do it with the Albert Wilson game. Mm-hmm. So we didn't see him do it, but we haven't seen him do it when a, a team is studying for that. Like, we, we haven't seen them prepare for Mahomes without Tyreek like that. Like, that Denver game, end of the season. That Ra- Raiders at that time was just being a Raider. So, yeah, I, I give them credit for that, but I still got to see when them teams is preparing and they saying, we know you're not going to throw it deep. And we're going to put our hands on these receivers and make them beat us. I'm anxious to see what happens. We're going to see. But what you said about Andy Reid, I do agree. He is like the be- one of the best play callers. But you know, you a Chiefs fan. You a football fan. You knew Andy Reid when he was with the Eagles. He's, he's a... A beautiful woman, he do everything right, but sometimes he get too cute, man. That's the only yep. problem yep. with Andy Reid, and he don't run the ball like he should. But play calling, we know off his first 15, to start the game, his first 15, to start the half. We know he can call plays. We know he can call plays and get people open. I don't think that could be questioned that he's – I mean, who else would you say was a better play caller offensively than him? Who would you argue, Sean McVay? Or um, he's, Shanahan. he's up there. I know the rest of the article had Shanahan number two. Now they had Kellen. I think it was Shanahan number two and Kellen Moore number three. And Cowboys fans were upset that Kellen Moore got rated that high. <laughs> Cowboys fans really? like, yeah. no, 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 no disrespect. <laughs> Moore's right. cool, but no, 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 no. You can't. He a better play caller than McVay. I don't think he is. Hell no, no. And listen, the Cowboys, they put up some points this year. Like, their offense was yeah. humming, but there was times where it stalled. Like, um, and I think Kellen Moore got to the whole pass-happy thing himself because there was games where they didn't use Zeke or Pollard enough, in my opinion. But that's beside the point, though, man. I agree with you that Andy Reid, we, we know. We've been seeing Andy Reid on that sideline long enough here at Kansas City to know that he does get cute at times. And – and it dates back to, I think the only time he really ran the ball consistently, consistently like he should, was when Kareem Hunt was here. Like I felt like Andy Reid had no choice but to give Kareem Hunt the rock because Kareem Hunt was that special and he was built like a tank. It's like why would you not give him the ball in the fourth quarter? 
I feel like I, I can agree with that. I feel like through Andy Reid's career, Brian Westbrook, Corey Buckholter, Deuce Staley, Jamal Charles, Kareem Hunt, Clyde, it feels like out of all them, I said with Buckholter, uh, Staley, all Westbrook, Charles, it's like getting them the ball more. I, I don't feel like I was saying that with Kareem Hunt as much. Mm-hmm. Out of all those running backs he had, I feel like I said that the least to, for him to give Kareem Hunt the ball. But everybody else he had, all pro. Like, Brian Westbrook was fucking crazy back in 2000. Mm-hmm. Begging for him to give him the ball. Hand the ball off, please. Had Jamal yep. Charles. Begging for him to give Jamal, even though he was a little bit towards the end. Mm-hmm. He just, I don't know what it is about that, man. Like you said, he thinks a, a short pass is a run. So, Yep, hence like the screen game and all that. But last year we didn't use the screen game that much with the running backs like we should. Like, and that's something that's something Andy Reid's usually good at making sure that happens within the confines of the offense to where the running back does get the ball at the backfield and like you know the block is in front. You know what I mean? So Chuck, I think that kind of goes with the problem that we had last year when we were saying when we drafted Clyde, I hate to be going on Clyde like this, but when right. we drafted Clyde, what we expected and what we getting, not just on his play, the play calling. Like, I, mm-hmm. I feel like they don't use him like he got used in college. They don't throw to Clyde like he got through to in college. They don't run screens for him like they did in college. So, I don't know what that is. Are we going to blame Andy on that or maybe he don't trust Clyde, whatever the case? Because he threw the ball to Darrell Williams. Not the screens that we talking about necessarily, right. but he threw him the ball. So I don't know. Maybe it was the thing with Clyde; he wasn't as comfortable yet. Hopefully, that come back this year. That I think that'll help a lot. Yeah, and Clyde did just have surgery, so mm-hmm. um, he he says he's feeling better. So we just gotta see it on the field, man. Uh, but it, what's funny is that I ran to this Bleach Report article, and I don't know if you know how I feel about Bleach Report. I think Bleach Report is a joke like half of the time but me too this was a this was from an eagles fan so that's what makes it even funnier funnier because back when andy reed first got hired here he said he was not the right fit in kansas city he said he felt like andy reed should have been hired in buffalo or cleveland so he was like you can win with andy reed but as an eagles fan i see it with my own two eyes the way you win with andy reed is through roster development he's a personnel genius uh, he's he's capable of crafting a viable roster out of nowhere, but um, he felt like the Chiefs just weren't one of those situations. <laughs> and uh, come to find out, of course, he was wrong about that, completely wrong about that. And I think, and I've been when I looked through this article, like it just felt like an Eagles fan that was kind of scorned, you know what I mean? Because they they couldn't get over the hump while he was there. So, but because like he mentioned that, you know, unfortunately, once he straps on the headset. And watches the ball kick off. The man couldn't coach his way out of a paper bag, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I found that quite hilarious, man. And that, that just comes with frustrating from being an Eagles fan, you know. I was about to say I can't agree with that because I do think Andy Reid, for the most part, makes yeah. adjustments on offense from kickoff to halftime. I think he makes adjustments. Yeah, and then like, um, and then at the end, he was like. Seven-year-olds playing Madden have a more acute understanding of game management than Andy Reid. Now, that's been said numerous times. You know, Andy Reid has that difficulty with the timeout situations here and there. But it hasn't been much of a problem lately. What I've been seeing. Look, he's cut it down. He's cut it down more in comparison to what it was in the past. I'll take a cut down. I'm not saying saying it's completely fixed. It was a couple games last year where I'm like, ain't Andy Reid clock management tweet, like, <laughs> but I, I, I'm expecting that type of shit, Chuck. So it's like, I, I can't even really be too mad at him because we knew this when we got him. He wasn't going to run the ball like that. And his clock management was mm. horrible. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, they said he was burning his timeouts faster than he's ever thought about burning calories. And I said, oh, my goodness, <laughs> man. <laughs> Ooh, all right, yeah, all right, man. Chill on my coach, Philly. Like, yeah, like, like, like he was going in on Andy Reid. So, just a little scorn. We gave y'all uh, Doug Peterson back and got y'all a ring. Y'all still Ex- Exactly, exactly. 
I feel like it was a good trade off, wasn't it? What else you want? He got us one. We got y'all one. Everybody eat, man. <laughs> Everybody eats, B. Yeah. So you know, we 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 we're glad to have Andy Reid here. You know what I mean? Even though we 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 do expect the frustrating moments at times, you know, in situational football. But I may or may not have tweeted or hinted at Andy Reid as leaving the Chiefs last year. That's how pissed off I was. But I still want him as my coach. What I say <laughs> when the games is on, don't judge me, Chiefs team. Please. Yeah, yeah. Boogie, Boogie's definitely. He definitely get on the emotional side here and there. Let, let me tweet I mean? through it sometimes. I, I I gotta get it off my chest sometimes, man. See, what, what that, say it had to be said. It needs to be said. <laughs> See, so like with Boogie, y'all just got a little glimpse of Boogie during the NFL draft. Like that was lukewarm. That was nothing. <laughs> that was nothing. Just imagine him at the games, dog. <laughs> I'd have been so, to some bad ones, Chuck. <laughs> We all been through some bad ones. Look, man, hey, you remember uh, the save, save the Chiefs, save our Chiefs era? Uh, I was at that Ravens game when um, Matt Castle got hurt, and you know there were some people cheering in the crowd and stuff. I said, "Oh man, y'all terrible." Yeah, I'm, and I wasn't a fan of Matt Castle, but I, I wish injury on the dude like that. Like that was the Eric Winston, right? Yeah. 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 Sick and disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, man. Um, all right, let's get on to the next subject. Uh, I want to ask you about the Chiefs wide receiving core because I seen a, I seen an article from Sharp Football Analysis from uh, Rich Rebar. Uh, he's one of the analysis there, analysts there, and he ranked the top thirty wide receivers heading into the twenty twenty two NFL season. And I looked through this, and I don't see. Any Chiefs wide receiver in the rankings, like in the top thirty, so we're pretty much being slept on. And I and I look and I look at this and I look at these rankings and I'm like, I know Juju Smith Schuster for a fact is better than Marquise Brown. I, I know oh, he's yeah, better. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you, you, you slick, Chuck, and you're not about to do that shit because I, I know how you work now. Don't do that. What you? What Don't you mean? What you mean? You you try what to throw a little it? little shit in there, so later down the road, like with Marquise Brown, when I get to going in on Lamar Jackson, oh he didn't have any weapons. Marquise Brown is he's not even that good. I know how you get down, man. Don't be trying to discredit Brown. Brown is cool. I will take Juju over him. Juju is a better route runner. Uh, I think he's a better receiver. I ain't gonna hold you. I give you that one. Go ahead through that list. I'm I'm just saying, bro. I'm just saying. I've Listen, Marquise Brown is the number three wide receiver on any other team, basically. And you're going to see it in – you're going to kind of see that in Arizona this year. Now, they got that report with Kyler Murray. I don't know. You he know, got Dave a real college. now, Chuck. He might give you a thousand. Oh, gosh. Maybe it's maybe it's the offensive scheme. Maybe Greg Roman's running heavy scheme go. has something to do there with that. Go. Look, yeah. I know when I do the hezzy, I know you're going to go that way. All right. All right. Know what was up. I'm Blame just saying – I'm just saying, like, how come Gray Roman doesn't get the smoke? That's all I ask. But anyway, uh, man. Probably because Lamar Jackson led the league in touchdowns. They had, like, the number one run offense. This is all since Greg Roman been there. And you want to yeah. get rid of that? But you've seen, you seen the offensive rankings go down every year after that. After that first year, you see the numbers been going down year after year Shit, after year. Shit, the Chiefs offense uh, rank has been going down every year since. We're not going to fire somebody because of that, though, right? Yeah, but the Chiefs offense, we still, like, top five in points per game. That's what like, I'm saying. Like, right around was, there. But we was, we was like, the number one for sure. We didn't move down to top five, and we didn't got worse every year. But we're not about to be like, let's fire Eric. Well, I ain't, that ain't a good example because they will say fire Eric the enemy. But I don't think yeah. – if you're saying Baltimore, maybe because they need a different type of scheme, cool. But look, Lamar got to step up a little bit. Marquise Brown is okay. He's a uh, he's a cool number two, probably a better number three on a a good team. I give yeah. you that. Who else we got, Chuck? All right, so I, I see Rashad Bateman, the other. He's the he's the number one receiver for the Ravens now. So how he over Juju? 
Right, he hasn't proven anything on the field. No, nah. okay, that's two off. He was 28th. And then I saw Gabriel Davis. Gabriel Davis had that Buffalo? one monster. Yeah, he had that one monster game against us. And I'm like, that's not enough body to work for me. I'm sorry. You you can't rank him over Juju. I like what I seen from Gabe, but Juju yeah. didn't already show me what he can do with uh, an above-average quarterback. Like, I, I really can't even judge Juju. He got hurt last year. And, but that's Big Ben. Like, I, how Big Ben was playing, I can't really hold you to those type of standards. But he definitely Bro. better than those two. Who else we got? Bro, Ben should have retired three years ago. <laughs> That's how bad he was. And if yeah, you he really was a shell look, of himself. and if you really look at the film when Juju was playing, he was beating his man. He was beating his coverage for the most part. Juju so. can run some right. Juju can get open. So, I them two, I can't have Baltimore receivers over so far. Just, I no. Nah. And then you got Jerry Judy, who was rate number thirty. Uh, Jerry Judy, he's talented, but. I don't think he's done enough. That's just me personally. I'll say that's debatable. Juju, yeah. Juju probably is more proven. I, I probably would give Juju a slight edge, but I'm willing to I, I want to see them this year. Both of them. They both got great situations. Both of them should be thousand yard ish receivers. So we'll we'll see about that this year. I like Judy though, man. Now, let me ask you about McCall Hartman. Does he deserve any top third receiver reconsideration? Respectfully, Juju is a better receiver than McCall. All right. I'm if checking. Juju can't get the list, <laughs> McCall can't. I'm just telling you. But I would argue, <clears throat> I mean, if you're going to put, I can't say Marquise Brown. I can't say McCall better than nobody you named yet. Bateman ain't really played, so I don't understand. That kind of threw me off a little bit. But I can't, I can't give McCall top 30 yet. Not shit. Yeah, and I like the kid Bateman. You know what I mean? I, it's just listen. If you give, if you put Lamar in a scheme the, the where Josh Allen had in Buffalo, I promise you, I promise you, he would wreck Josh Allen's numbers. Chuck, I'm just saying. Let me ask you this. I know country ain't here. Okay. I don't want to go too hard on Lamar, but let me ask you this. You telling okay. me if Lamar averaged thirty attempts a game? You think he will be a top five passing quarterback in the league in a pass type offense? I believe he can because he was ranked in the top ten at one point. Before injury, just throwing from the pocket. I think he was like eighth. He was like eighth in the fantasy throwing from the pocket. <laughs> All right. Chuck, you be playing, man. I'm not playing. You can look this up for yourself, brother. No, 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 no. Ain't no looking up. You got two eyes. I got two eyes. If Lamar was in a pass-happy offense and he threw the ball 30 to 35 times, you got him over who? So you said top five. So he would be better than Mahomes, okay. Rodgers, Brady. We know them three. No, he ain't. Russell he ain't better Wilson, than those guys. Uh, Josh mm -hmm. Allen. He not going to be better than none of them five. I still think Josh Allen's still debatable. Josh Allen was a baller. I, if, I, listen, I'll let you have Josh Allen, okay? I still, I still believe if you threw Lamar Jackson in that same system in Buffalo, Buffalo might have gone to the Super Bowl last year. But that's just me. Nah, you're <laughs> trolling. You trolling? Yeah, I'll troll. Bro. I'll troll like a mug because Josh Allen played well in that Buffalo. I was about to say, hold on, let man. Me, come let on. me not go that not far. After. Let me not go that far because look, thirteen seconds, dog. Look. Normally that game is wrapped up. <laughs> if you lead your team to a game when they drive thirty seconds left, normally that game is over with. We just pull up an anomaly. So, yeah. Josh Allen bought his ass off. I don't know, and I, bro, I don't even be wanting to make it sound like I don't like Lamar because I like Lamar. I actually do. I think he's cool. He's getting better, but he just not even. I do think though, eventually he they gonna have to change that scheme. He'll never win a Super Bowl with Greg Roman. I they should have been changed it. They should have been changed it. They should have changed it like two years ago. But anyway, man, let's get back to this list, though. All right, so those are the only receivers I had a had a um, gripe with. But I know Rich Reap. I know for the top ten, he had Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, 
Debo Samuel, Mike Evans, CeeDee Lamb, and Keenan Allen. That was the top 10 he had heading to the 2022 season. I'm sorry. Can you read down from 11 on? That's a good top 10, bro. I can't even. Except from 11 on? Yeah, please. Okay. All right. It was T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, A.J. Brown, Terry McLaurin, Allen Robinson, D.J. Moore, Marquise Brown. Way too high of a ranking, in my opinion. Uh, Brandon. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, 18th is Brandon Cooks, 19th is Michael Thomas, 20th is Deontay Johnson. The, mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Pippen was a little high, too, though. Pippen was pretty high. Yeah, just a little bit, but, I mean, I can see his potential, you know. Um I thought, Matt, is it like based off last year or is that like right now? What? I think I'm, 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 I want to say these are kind of like projections heading to this year. Oh, like man. how these, like how these guys going to perform. Matt Ryan with Pittman. He, okay. All right. You can sell me on that. You can yeah. sell me on that. And then the rest of it was Amari Cooper, Mike Williams, Jalen Waddle, DK Metcalf, Cortland Sutton, Amon Ross St. Brown, Darnell Movie. Darnell Mooney, uh, Rashad Bateman, Gabriel Davis, and Jerry Judy to round it out. Yeah, Juju. Uh, yeah, Juju. I think Juju's a top thirty receiver, definitely. Yeah, Juju's like at least he at least twenty six or twenty seven on his list, at least. Cause there's some other stuff on that list. Like, yeah, if we talking about going into this year with Mahomes, he definitely got to be top thirty. Come on. Yeah. So, um. So with that being said, man, as I go through this list, man, do you feel like this? Do you feel like everybody's sleeping on this receiving court now? You know, ever since Tyreek got traded, or do people really think that this receiving core is not going to be as productive now? Yeah, and they okay. should. What makes you think that? Because, like you just said, Juju. If they say Juju, if 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 Juju is not a top thirty receiver, hypothetically. Mm-hmm. We would say everybody would say Juju is our best receiver. We really don't have nothing proven. Like if not being the Chiefs fan as a football fan, I'm looking right. at the Chiefs. Right. I'm, shit, I'm coming to man them up. I want them receivers to beat me. Yeah, Valdez can go deep. If Valdez take a step, that changes. If McCole take a step, that changes. If Juju is that number one type receiver, that changes. Shit, if Scott Moore bring us anything this year. That we like, oh shit, that could change something. But just going into it, Valdez is not a thousand yard receiver. McCole is not a thousand yard receiver. Juju, he's done it before. He's done it before, but I mean, I, I wouldn't say we slept on it all. If I'm a D coordinator, there's no receiver that I'm looking at. And I'm like, man, fuck, I got to stay up tonight, respectfully. I'm not. I'm not staying up with a headache thinking about that game tomorrow because of Valdez. Like, nah, not me. I think we got a. Do we got a top fifteen receiving core in the league overall? That's a great question. Um, if, if we might just be on the outside looking in. Maybe. If you ain't in the top half, I can't say you slept on it. I can't. I mean, that's all fair points. So, but but I, I believe with Andy Reid's scheme, you know, and how he's done throughout his career, he can make something happen, you know, with anybody. Because, hell, like like I mentioned, when he was in the Eagles, we had bums like Todd Pinkston and James Thrash, Greg Lewis, Hank Basket. <laughs> Respectfully, I ain't gonna call them bums, but yeah, Avant. I'm okay, they in the league. All right, my bad. Avant, We're not gonna call them bums. Avant made some clutch plays in that New England game, man. Shout out Avant. Avant got Avant's getting a lot of love. Um, I know like two weeks ago, I think his name was getting was brought up. I, I forgot who was on I'm Athlete podcast, but I think Shady McCoy brought him up. Oh, yeah, it was the Deshaun Jackson episode. Deshaun Jackson brought up Jason Avant. And he brought up how important Avon really is to an offense. Because, nice. you know, Avon, 
was very good at blocking in a run game. And, you know, he was that veteran. Like, if you needed, like, a key third-down conversion and nobody else was open, he would find a way to get open and make that, that key catch for That playoff game against the Patriots, man, he was – I was like, damn, man. Fight with him. Please, somebody fight with him. Right. D-Man Chiefs says 750 yards. Hey, shoot. I don't think that's, I don't think that's much of a bold take to me. I think he's capable. If he gets 750 – He'll be what the number two, three receiver. That changed yeah. a lot. He would that would be pretty nice if he can give a seven fifty. Mm-hmm. Yo, what up, Slim? He from the twist this time. So, but but yeah, man. Um, but yeah, let's let's get on to Josh Gordon you know, too. Oh, hold on. Let's go to Kevin Shirley. No Chiefs receivers will have one K receiving yards. Both take. I mean, I can see that, Kevin. Low key, I can see it. Right. the The way I think the way the offense could be constructed this year, um, I think this is gonna be this is really gonna be spread around, you know, between the wide receivers. I think the hey. only guy because it's possible that Kelsey is the only guy with over a thousand yards. In the receiver though, like you, hey, I could definitely see that. How they've been preaching this, spreading the ball around and making a point of emphasis. Everybody, you ain't gonna know who's gonna get it. Andy Reid is go. We know he he did that even when we was Tyreek Kevin. He goes mm-hmm. into different games and he'll have there's been plenty of games. Demarcus Robinson is getting hella targets. You're like, man, what what is Andy Reid doing? He all he'll spread it around. Pringle didn't have games with Pringle getting more plays towards him, it seemed like, than Tyreek. And you'd be like, damn, where Tyreek at? Like he, so he spreads it around. But now you got overall better roster. I can see. I don't know. If we can get 600 out of what, four receivers? Yep. And at the, at the end of the day, Andy Reid is all about matchups when it comes to, you know, offense. Like, like you mentioned with Demarcus Robinson and Byron Pringle, they just had the matchups to where they could be great on that on that day. And Demarcus Robinson, he was known to be a Raiders killer for the most part because he always win his matchup against those type of DVs and, and against that type of defensive scheme. And um, you know, same thing with uh, Pringle. Like he had his game against the Colts, he had his game against the Steelers. You know, it's just certain teams they will um, they will spread it out to somebody else. Like they will use Tyreek as a decoy. Or they'll use Travis as a decoy, and then you know somebody else will eat for that particular game. So, but yeah, um, let's get on to the final subject of the evening, man. I wasn't gonna talk about this at first, but Kevin the Trucker he brought it up, and I just feel like this guy's just bored, man. Like things have slowed down in the sports world, and you just gotta get the people going with this. So, Skip Bayless made a big deal on disputed. Talking about Patrick Mahomes is still throwing no look passes in practice. I'm like, first of all, it's just practice. Second of all, he already done that stuff in the game, man. I'm like, dude, are you are you bored at this point? I mean, I know you the pro Tom Brady anti Mahomes antagonist, but dude, like, you're really about to focus on <laughs> him throwing no look passes in practice. Like, what's up with all that, book? What what's wrong with this man, book? Man, look, now I'll be critical on Mahomes. Cause we lost and how he played that last game, but then, bro, you talking about somebody who'd have been to two Super Bowls and uh, two championships in four years? Like shit, he could practice whatever the fuck he want to practice if he go play like that. Like we acting like he just felt. We act like Mahomes. Now we skip. He talking like Mahomes just played like. Like, he, he wasn't that bad. We did go to the AFC Championship. Our expectations is that crazy. Like, just going to the AFC Championship, we make it seem like Mahomes had a down year. I mean, he did for his standards, but Skip just be reaching, man. You see how he do LeBron, man. He he, That should be old, man. He find his character and he play him, man. Yeah, man. He do Steph Curry like that, too, man. Like, he's kind of anti-Steph Curry with his takes, too. And, like, you know, Mahomes, he kind of got that Steph Curry aura to him, you know, as far as, um, you know, his performance on the field and stuff. But it's just crazy, man. Like, 
it's hilarious to me. It's laughable. It just it just makes me wonder what else is going to come up with out of his hat, you know. The Mahomes could win every game this year. He'll come up with a rate. When do you see how he? Do, I know all jokes aside, you don't how you feel about LeBron, but dude, this dude, how you still having headlines of LeBron? Like he don't got nothing to do with nothing right now. LeBron been on that show. He didn't had a segment every week. Like, yeah, dude, that shit is man. He owe LeBron a settlement, man. <laughs> he he probably do because I I saw that too, man. And it's like okay, the, the Lakers didn't make the play in. Like, why are they still in the headlines and everything? It's like you know, and Skip admitted himself. He's like. It just it don't feel the same without LeBron, and it's only because he can't he can't bash LeBron and talk down LeBron like he's accustomed to. So that's why he's saying all that. That be his now, own content. Yep, right. And now he's trying to uh switch the direction to Mahomes since you know in the NBA season just concluded, and you know we still we ain't even nowhere near training camp, and you just gotta find you just find one little clip of Mahomes throwing a no look pass and. Boom, we're going to make a big deal out of it. Let's get back on my home's head. <laughs> in June? Yes, in June, bro. Just... That's crazy, man. That's wild. That's insanity, bro. That's <laughs> insanity, honestly. We talking about what my homes are doing in June in practice, man. That's crazy. But Brady can do anything, and he'll – and I love Brady, man. Brady the GOAT. He the best ever, all that. But damn, yep. ready to do anything. This dude is like, yep. Brady just Brady just do no wrong, man. He can just do no wrong in his eyes. So, but speaking of Brady, man, you know, um, if this retirement is true, congratulations to Rob Gronkowski. He made his official announcement, retiring as one of the greatest tight ends to ever play the game. So mm-hmm. shout out to Gronk. But it also makes me wonder. It makes me wonder how Tom Brady's going to perform this year now that he ain't got that true safety blanket. Not saying that Gronk is the Gronk of old and everything, because Gronk has been a little nicked up the past few years, and there's been games where he's just been out there as a decoy, you know, just to, just to have him preserve his body for the playoff run. So, I mean, how do you – how do you? so what's your thoughts on Gronk retiring? Like, how is that going to affect Brady a bit this season? I th- if Gronk really retired, I still think he's the greatest tight end ever. I think Kelsey got pro- – no, I don't know, man. Kelsey may have caught him. Kelsey may have caught him now. So, yeah, I'll give you that. He's one of the greatest. Definitely. Top two. Mm. I think he's better than Tony G, personally, and they primes. Mm. Both of them and they primes. I got Rob and I got Kelsey, but – yeah, I, of course it's going to, like you said, it's still going to be, because tight ends, even when they old and can't do that, they still can impact the game. You see Jason Witten was playing until he was, what, 37, 36? Right, that turtle move yeah. itself. <laughs> yeah, like tight ends can play a little longer because they bigger too. They going to always be able to position their body to make some little tough catches and they go block. So, I don't know. Grunt, it's going to hurt. Tampa got some good tight ends still, though. It still mm-hmm. ain't going to be the same just because when you know Brady could be getting pressured and he wouldn't even care if he just, however he got to throw it to Gronk, he comfortable. It's going to get swatted down. Gronk going to get hit. Gronk going to make the catch. Like, he he don't care. Somebody else, he might pump fake and take that sack. He he getting rid of it, throwing it to Gronk. It's going it's to change stuff. But they still got Mike Evans. I mean, they division, they got Atlanta. Rebuild. Mm-hmm. Panthers, rebuild. Saints, mm-hmm. rebuild. You think the Saints are rebuild mode? I mean, not necessarily rebuild, but I, I'm not I'm not worried about them at all. Tom Brady has yet to beat them in the regular season. The Saints been whooping up on the Buccaneers in these past few years in the regular season. Now, in that playoff game, exactly. the Saints really should have beat the Buccaneers because – they had three, really had three interceptions on Tom Brady, and they got called back due to controversial penalties. But that's here near, that's neither here or there. But the Saints have gotten the best of Tom Brady since he's been the Buccaneers uniform. 
Yep, and I'm still got Brady. Because Saints might play good against the Bucks, but that don't mean they're going to play good against everybody else. Saints I don't know, man. It's good of a team to me. They got a defense, and then Michael Thomas coming back. They drafted Olave out of Ohio State. You got Kamara coming back. And then Jameis. Jameis was managing the game well up until he got hurt. If James don't get hurt, they in the playoffs. They I'm not in the playoffs. On James, but he got all the weapons, man. He got all the weapons. So James no will be good. He'll be just good enough for the Saints to compete in that NFC South. So we're gonna see what happens, man. I still, but yeah, let- I still got the Bucks. I got. I think Brady is still. He'll take a little step back again, but. He still be a top eight quarterback this year, stat wise. Tampa still be a threat. Yeah, definitely. Um, at the end of the day, I got both the Saints and the Bucks making the playoffs, but I think the Saints gonna win that division. Mm. Okay. That's that's one of my bold takes heading to twenty twenty two. So. Okay. But yeah, let's go across the division. Um, let's talk about the Dominican Sioux. The Dominican Sioux as again rumored to the Raiders or the Vikings, but it's mainly been the Raiders. Like, he's been playing along with it, you know, because he was on NFL Live, I believe, yesterday, and he mentioned how it would be fun playing against the Raiders, and he also mentioned how Patrick Mahomes is his favorite quarterback to sack, and I was like, oh, hell. <laughs> it's like, we know the Dom still he's past his prime and everything, but he's still an effective player out there because if people remember – when he was on that Rams team and he was lined up alongside Aaron Donald, that's when Aaron Donald had his best season stat-wise. Because in Dominican Sue, he was a guy that could stop the run, and he was a gap pusher. And that allowed Aaron Donald to do his thing pass rushing. Because Sue is mainly a run stopper. He can play the one technique. He can play the three technique. He can play the nose. So Sue is still valuable in that aspect. Uh, now, when I heard about the – when I heard about him being interested in being a Raider uniform, I was like, oh, Sue, please no. Somebody else got me interested. Somebody else got me interested in signing Sue because I don't want that man in the division. I'm sorry because if he goes to the Raiders, that's going to mask some things on that Raiders defense. That's going to open it up for Crosby. That's going to open it up for Chandler Jones. And he ain't got to worry about the, and he ain't got to worry about that back seven as much. So, I mean, give us – so, but give me your thoughts on the Sue rumors and him maybe being in a Raiders uniform. I, I agree with everything you just said. I, I don't want Sue, man. Please don't go to the Raiders. <laughs> he dirty. I don't want him landing on my quarterback the wrong way. I don't want him tripping, kicking none of my offensive linemen. I don't want him. Nah. Don't go to the AFC West. I hope not. That would be crazy. Like you said, on that D-line with Chandler Jones and Crosby, you just said what he did with Donald. But that's – if the Raiders get him, that's physical. Man, we trying to put our hands on you. They're going to be a physical defense, man. I ain't sleeping on the Raiders at all. They get sued, man. With Devontae Adams. That's a solid offseason. That's a real solid offseason, man. And, like, and we got a good – we got a really good interior offensive line with um, Tooney and Humphrey and Smith. But Sue, man, man, he's – but Sue, man – even though he's past his prime, you know, he's getting a little older, he can still impact the game because he opens he can open it up for everybody else to eat. I was about to say, cause what you said, man, that exactly. It's it's Chandler, it's Jones and Crosby. It's them too, man. Like it ain't just Sue. With them. Yeah. That's that, that's crazy. that's dangerous, bro. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully the Vikings come along and steal him, or somebody else can steal him, man. Cause that that's gonna be a problem. That's hopefully be a we problem. steal him. Just like Mahomes in practice, just touch him with the red dirt. Come on here. Why yeah, come here? over here. Come over here, bro. Why you wanna Why you wanna sack Mahomes, man? I'm like, did you, you already? Win, don't you? Did you already do that in the Super Bowl, man? Didn't you yeah. already kind of torture us in the Super Bowl not so long ago? Like you can do you it wanna... in practice. Just don't be doing too much. We right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> we got some money for Sue. Come on with it, man. Man. Got him and Jim, him and Chris Jones, man. Woo. Yeah. yeah. Talking about Crosby, him with Chris Jones. With uh the great Frank. Frank Frank GK. GK three. Yep. Yeah. Come on with it. With my homes. 
Come on. Yep. So, like, so, you know, with that being said, man, you know, as we wrap up, you know, going through the division and everything, um, with the Sioux addition, like, does that move the needle for the Raiders? Does that move them to where they could be a playoff team again? Or do you think they still need a little more help to be you don't a playoff think team? You don't think they're a playoff team now? I think right now – they can get 10 for a playoff spot, but I think they'll be last, though, just because our division's a gauntlet, bro. Like, the Chargers, the Chargers have been knocking on that door for a long time to get back in the playoffs. I think they finally do it. Uh, Denver, Russell Wilson, I think he moves the needle that much for Denver. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just, it's a gauntlet, bro. It's a let real me, gauntlet out there. Let me play devil's advocate, hypothetically. The Raiders, they got the continuity, right, over the Broncos. They done been together. Player wise. Yeah, but you also got a uh you got a new coach now with uh Josh McDaniels. Just like Denver got a new coach too. And uh Nathaniel Hackett, so and now on top of that, I think I think I think the Raiders got the weakest trenches in the division right now. Um the offensive line still I feel like the offensive line still needs a little bit of work. That's just my opinion. Yeah. I, I can I can give you that, but I just think Carr, man, I think Carr is getting a little slept on this year, man. I, I do. I think the Raiders are. They made the playoffs this year. Like people under un, underestimate them a lot. I think with Devontae, with Jones, if man. Now if. Now, if Carr gets some time to throw the ball, then it's going to be scary. I mean, even if you try to game plan for Devontae, you got Hunter Renfro one-on-one. I mean, that's that's an issue within Raiders itself. the Raiders got weapons. Could you argue the Raiders got the best skill positions in the division? I say yeah. Besides running back, yeah. I think they're the mean? most balanced. I think Eckler's better than Josh Jacobs. I'm gonna take Jacobs, but that's I, I think it's debatable. I'm, I'm gonna take Jacobs. I feel like Eckler can do both better. Um, I just it just Eckler. I think he's a better to me. He's a better pass blocker. I think he's better in the pass game. I mean, that's what gives me the edge with him over Josh Jacobs. I, I, I like Jacobs, man. I just think you talking about offensive lines. Look at the line the, the Raiders got. Jacob's been banged up too. That's a, yeah, yeah. Both of those guys, both of those guys, like him and Eckler, they've been going through some injuries. So, but then you go to receivers. Devontae better than every receiver in the division, and Renford better than is he better than any number two? I'm asking. Woo. Ju- um, so you going Judy? You going Mike Williams? You going? Uh, McCole, I guess. He's he's a better route runner than all those guys, but I think I would take Mike Williams just because he got the size. He's got okay. the size, and he got just enough speed. He can make, he can get the, he can catch the jump ball and everything. So okay, I'm taking Mike Williams too. I just want to see what you're gonna say. Okay. Yep. Wow. You're right, D-Man Chief, and there's a lot of big names on paper. They definitely got to prove it on the field. So. But out of anybody, I mean, Devon, shit, Devontae gonna get you a thousand yards unless he get hurt. He getting you a thousand yards. Yeah, that's a given. Like he getting you like damn near a hundred catches. That's gonna happen unless he get hurt. Hunter Renford is gonna like the players they got is gonna give you production anyway. And you still got uh them his name just slipped my mind. They tight end. Darren Waller. Waller, yeah. You remember Waller was in trade rumors with Green Bay? Yeah. During offseason? That was cap though, right? Yeah, yeah that, that that was strange. I was that was strange. It was real. And it didn't happen, so I think it's cap. Right. I'm like, ain't Packers no way. Trading for players like that? Come on now. I don't believe that. Yeah. When that's but, yeah. right. Um, I just think at the end of the day, uh the difference between all these teams in this division is that the Raiders, I just think the Raiders still got a, 
a few more holes than any other team in the division, in my and, opinion. And you think Carr the worst quarterback, right? Well, I seen a post like last week, and they had all the the jerseys on display for the AFC West, mm-hmm. and you know it's the one team that didn't have their quarterback posted. You don't think there's any chance Carr is the second best quarterback in our division this year? Nah, nah, he, he last, he last. It's 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 Mahomes, it's Mahomes, Wilson, Herbert, Daniel. You don't think it's a chance that Carr could be the second best quarterback in this division this year, just this year? It just depends on how the Raiders' offensive line gonna play. If he if he has time back there to throw the ball, then man, he got he, Devontae he Adams, man. But but like I said though, you gotta have strong trenches too for everything to work. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Unless unless gonna find a way to um scheme. Scheme some plays for him to get rid of the ball quick. Got so. reference. I mean, they, I think they're gonna be cool, man. I don't know. I, nobody giving the Raiders a chance, though. It, that's crazy. They gotta put up some points. I have no doubt in my mind. But there will be those games where Carr is gonna get put on his ass a couple of times. No sue, man. Yeah, I don't want to doubt me suing this division. I'm cool on that. <laughs> But with that being said, man, you got anything else you want to cover before we get up out of here? Uh, training camp. We said the training camp. Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned that at the beginning of the show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, um, before I get up out of here, man, uh, I, I don't know if anybody – I don't know if we got enough NBA fans in here, but we saw that Kayla Swan get passed away at age 25, unfortunate. Uh, yeah, went through a lot, man. Like he was, uh, he's one of the top draft picks in his class a few years ago. Um, unfortunately, he went through some stuff in life, and he got overweight, and all of a sudden he passed away. And I watched this kid play in the Sweet Sixteen when it was here, like a few years ago. And this one, Purdue was playing Kansas, and I thought he was gonna be in the NBA for a long time, but that wasn't the case. And unfortunately. He was going through some stuff off the court, and now he's gone too soon. So, uh, rest in peace to Kayla Swangin. Uh Rest in peace to Therese Paler. Rest in peace to Marty Schottheimer. <clears throat> you know, rest in peace to the Buffalo victims. Rest in peace to the Uvalde shooting victims. So, with that being said, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in to Kingdom Cast for another episode. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, and share all your social media platforms. Till the next episode. We out of here.